Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again, if you're a returning viewer slash listener, to the Triple Jump Podcast. Hooray! You know, we've turned double digits this week. Oh, happy 10th birthday to us. Good God, that time has gone fast, hasn't it? Well, it has, really, yeah. This year's flown by remarkably quickly, but 10 episodes of this, this nonsense already. Time flies when you're working, when you're doing work. When when you have a work schedule to stick to. Uh, this is a video game podcast where, mm. thank you for joining me, Ben. Oh, you're very welcome, Peter. Where we talk about video games on a podcast. Mm-hmm. We have various different segments and sections and yeah. uh, features. Uh, we take questions from our patrons mm. uh, and uh, we, we talk about hashtag what we play in apostrophe. Yep. And uh, there's a big old discussion for later on Loads. in the show. It's quite a jam-packed uh, shedge this week. Three pages. Shedge. Yeah, I know. It's normally two. Three Thanks pages. for doing the pages as usual. Well, that's okay. I like to waste that paper. No recycling here for some reason. No. Not that that's a fault of Cultholic in any way. It's just that apparently the just the sort of... What's, what's this called that we work in, would you say? The sort of... Uh, office block yeah there's several different complex there we go there's lots of businesses working here and there's no recycling infrastructure which seems shocking especially as we use so much paper boo down Um, with Newcastle or not Newcastle do recycle elsewhere in the city I recycle at home yeah you recycle at home I'm sure I'm sure you recycle at home as well industrial areas I suppose what we're doing though is we're building a giant uh, paper mache Billy Ray Walrus uh, out of all the paper that okay. we use. Okay. Yeah, Peter's not heard about that no, for the first no, time. Well, that's no one's told me then. about this, but uh, that sounds good. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Mm. Um, first up, Peter, we've got a question here. Oh, have we? Yeah, who's it from? This is from Xavier Ramirez, which is a phenomenal name. Might even be Javier. Oh, it might. Oh, well, no, that's when no, you that, with a J. That'd be Javier. Yeah, Javier. Javier Ramirez. No, Xavier. Xavier says, new patron. Thank you, oh, Xavier, for, thank you. for patronizing us. Yeah. Given the new Star Wars Jedi The Fallen Order trailer came out, what are your opinions on pre-rendered cinematic trailers for games? I've heard some express that they only want to see gameplay trailers for video games. Personally, I love seeing the initial cinematic trailer. I feel like it adds to hype. What do my boys Big Ben and Tiny Peter think? Thank you, Javier. Well, firstly, I'm just pleased that I can talk about Star Wars on a podcast or video without it being slightly off topic or, or sort of crowbarred in no, no, sure. whatever it is that we're we talking can, about. We can wind you up and just let you go, can't we? Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. Talk, talk to us about 
this the, firstly let's talk generally about about the video game okay because yeah. it was announced during star wars celebration star wars celebration along with a whole load of other stuff isn't that right peter pretty much on uh, on my birthday as well which was a real treat special uh, birthday i was born treat. on the same day including the same year as daisy ridley um so she was celebrating separated at birth separated at birth uh reunited one day i i can only hope we were uh both celebrating our birthdays during Star Wars Celebration, and we had all kinds of news. We won't go into the movie stuff because that's mm. too much. But uh, <laughs> they have uh, finally shown us um, some of this. Uh, what's it called? Jedi Fallen, or- Fallen-, 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 Fallen Order, yeah. uh, which is a single-player experience. It's being published by EA. Mm. A bit scary. I, yeah. should, I mean, they're all being published by EA for they the are. time being. They are. Um, but allegedly well officially there's no microtransactions no loot boxes and no we won't be adding them a single player star wars story for those of you who are ready to become a jedi say ea star wars at ea star wars on twitter with a verified tick with a verified tick which immediately raises concerns to me because that's some people could see this as them owning their past mistakes and and trying to reassure people but equally you could see that as yeah you, you know how we like to play. This one, though, you say, yeah, this it, one, you're all right. Is it them but saying, yeah, we'll, we'll give you a, a token, we'll give you one game. Here's one. Where you get, and then we'll we'll do another three-year plan for multiplayer microtransaction games. And maybe maybe you might have another single-player game in year four or five, possibly. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's, a bit, it's a bit scary. But, um, yeah, it's a single-player game. It's set just after... Uh, uh, Order 66, mm-hmm. um, so essentially between episodes three and four, mm-hmm. and you play as a Jedi who is called, he's got like a one-syllable name. Cal. 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 It's here somewhere, but yes, it is Cal. There it is, Cal. It is. Padawan, who survived Order 66. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm game. Yeah, that was the sort of very, very little information that we had already after E3, I think, last year, where mm. they just sort of thrust a microphone into Vince Zampella's face, he being the oh, head yeah. and founder of Respawn Entertainment, who, of course, did Titanfall and recently Apex. Mm-hmm. Um, and he founded that studio along with a load of ex-Infinity Ward staffers after, I think, they finished up on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. So a very, very talented team. They've made some excellent stuff. Um, it does raise some questions, though, like how poor Amy Hennig... And her Visceral Games um, ragtag title was cancelled after apparently EA wanted to change direction because they didn't see single-player games as viable and everyone said, shut up, you're wrong. Yeah, I mean, that's not true. you've got a quote here, haven't you, from that Eurogamer article. Um, yeah, go for it. Article. They, uh, they, they caught up with, uh, with Amy Hennig just to sort of ask her, <laughs> what, do you, what, do you make, what do you make of this then? Yeah, well, so, yeah you've, so you've included, she said, um, it's odd. There's so much change in this industry all the time. This is sort of referring to the fact that hers was going to be a single player, basically this sort of format, Mm -hmm. but it was cancelled. Over the course of my time at EA, we were back and forth on what the overall publishing corporation wanted. Everyone's trying to figure out what the right path is. I also think Respawn's game is the benefit of being largely developed before they were acquired. It's a protected entity. And uh, Vince makes... They're on first name terms, apparently. Vincent. Vincent. Uh, makes very sure, because he's part of the executive team at EA, he can protect the interests of Respawn. Um, an extra little bit that I've included here oh, yeah. from the same article, this is Eurogamer, she's literally quoted as saying, um, in reference to a single-player, non-microtransaction experience, that was very clearly not an acceptable plan when we were working on <laughs> Ragtag. Yeah. 
But it, apparently now it's fine. Apparently it's fine. That could be tragic. just because of backlash or mm. whatever. But it seems this seems to imply that, and also the fact that it's going to be releasing this year, yeah, implies this game has been in development for a long time, probably in tandem with uh, Visceral Games' cancelled ragtag title yeah. at, at some point. And uh, it's all just, it's all just rather strange. Although she does point out a, a, a very interesting tidbit in that Vince Zampella is apparently on the what was he the board of executives uh, yeah he's part of the executive team the executive at team at EA so yeah absolutely he'd be looking Maybe out for his studio like, and his game and like no we're not cancelling mine we're making this yeah you want you want us to stay we're making this so maybe that's it maybe like all of them would have been cancelled but he was like no no, we're not cancelling this. And so now EA are trying to be like, oh, you know how you want a single player game? Yeah, we're doing it. There you go. Yeah. Do not, one thing I would say, don't pre-order this. Mm-hmm. Just, just headbutted my microphone. It always oh, surprises me always that doing it's it. there. It, um, it's because like the beard hairs stick out a bit. Right. And it's like a cat with whiskers. I was about to say, it's so like a cat. Uh, uh, yeah. So things seem a lot closer than they actually are. You know you can if you can fit down a, a hole. That's exactly. What made for. I can get through most cat flaps. Yeah. I uh, don't want to brag, but mo- most of them. I've tried. Um, yeah, so it's... <laughs> I wouldn't pre-order this just because EA don't need your money. Also, you owe it to yourselves to make sure that it's actually any good. Yeah. And finally, one thing that was sort of released or teased or leaked before the actual trailer was shown they were handing out these badges or if you're if you're Americans pins oh, of um, course, at yeah. uh, at Star Wars celebration for Jedi Fallen Order and on the back it says available uh, the 11th no hang no. on it's an american date if you, or if you're available, american then you say pins available the 15th of November 2019 and immediately my mind went hang on available don't don't you mean releasing or launching available what is a, available is a very sort of weird vague choice of terms mm. and immediately i'm th- i'm getting flashbacks to anthem's launch with all of their different plans and subscription models and all yeah. sorts of other stuff available is a weird way to say launching or it's it's going to be there there it's it is it kind of implies caveats yeah caveats (laughs) yeah you're right so i don't know i'm trying not to worry too much about that and and maybe they just some some strange person who was behind the design of that pin was like i'll put available oh maybe i shouldn't have put that oh well maybe just they're just leaving their options open yeah who's to say they're gonna try and find a way to monetize this though even though they say they're not doing loot boxes uh, and no microtransactions Mm. apparently there's going to be no dlc yeah Uh, so we'll we'll see. I mean, the the trailer was fine. You know, look, it's it was Star Wars. Uh, Cal just looks like uh, Chris Pine. Yeah, do you know what? <laughs> I'm I'm not like actually that bowled over by Cal as a character. Like, no. I'm sure he's. I'm, I don't think there's anything negative, but I'm just not like, oh wow, this guy's cool. Yeah, it's sort um, of strong-jawed American white boy, isn't it? Yeah, he's uh, he's, he's he's a fella. Yeah. Um, in terms of what. Uh, Javier asked us. Yeah, Xavs. Xavs Ramaraz. Yeah. Who um, sounds like a Star Wars character. He does, actually, yeah. Xavs. Bof- Man- Manuel Both Hands. Manuel Both Hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, about how we feel about pre-rendered cutscenes, I think a lot of people were saying, you could have had a nice combination of both. You could have had some pre-rendered stuff and also shown some actual gameplay because I have a feeling that a lot of that stuff is probably taken from cutscenes in the game. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, but... 
I, I sure would like to see it running. And it I was all in engine. They said that. Okay. So we know that. I, to be, I wasn't like that bothered. I mean, I think it's a little bit like sometimes when there's a movie coming out, the very first trailer might not even have anything from the movie in it. It might be like a kind of art house. You know, like Game of Thrones. They tease Game of Thrones before mm. it starts. And it's just like... 12 characters like sitting on Iron Thrones or whatever. Right. And that's obviously not from an episode in the upcoming season. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't mind if like the initial trailer for something is going to be just CG. Mm -hmm. But obviously beforehand, like sometime before release, I want to see a whole load of gameplay. Yes. So with this, given that it was our first actual look at the thing, I don't mind. I don't really mind. But yeah, yeah. I'd like to see more soon. I think I'm okay with it. Again, I wasn't that blown away by it full stop maybe just because it didn't really show anything about yeah. what we'd be doing it just felt that could have been a trailer for a new animated series mm. it could like if you know yeah especially it was pretty vague. With the way ea has handled star wars over the last few years people who saw that and immediately went that's a day one purchase yeah i don't i, I there's something wrong with them to and be honest because yeah. i don't know i don't know how that could possibly get you so hyped up you'd be willing to trust ea of all people implicitly yes yeah, because it's not even i mean something like the mandalorian that they're you know they've shown bits of that now you Is have that to, the tv show that's the tv show yeah mm. um that's not actually been put online that was kind of an exclusive for people who were at the event but there's loads of just like mobile footage of the screen right, of course. so you can watch that online and that is in a way it's presented in the, in the same in the same kind of style where it's just sort of recognize, some recognizable races and creatures and factions and things in yeah. the Star Wars universe. But you don't necessarily know what's going on. But at least with that, you can kind of just guess. Like, you can work out the, the main character is a bounty hunter mm -hmm. and it's a TV series. They're probably just going to be going from contract to contract every, like, every episode. And yeah, there'll be some overarching themes. But with this, all we know is it's a Jedi who survived Order 66. He's being hunted. But what's like? Where's he going? Like, is there a MacGuffin? What's he doing? We don't there's, know there's that. There's a Sith Lord. Like, we know we know him. like the villain who's hunting him down, and we know that like okay, he's one of the last last few Jedi who survived, mm. and that's it. You know, we don't have it really any idea what the story is beyond don't get caught. Ooh. Knowing that Vince Vincent has yeah. has sort of diplomatic immunity from EA, kind of with this game. I'd like to think that Respawn have done. A very, very good job, as Respawn yeah. always do. And uh, and we'll see something very, very special. But you could have showed me that trailer and told me it was Star Wars The Force Unleashed 3. Yeah, and yeah. I would have said, oh, all right then. Mm -hmm. uh, there, was, there was nothing there that really grabbed me. I want it to be good. Yeah. I haven't had a good... I haven't played a good Star Wars game. Ever. For a long time. <laughs> Maybe not, certainly not on PS3. No, no, um, not recently. I I mean, I'm talking about one later on, actually, in uh, in what we play in. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, let's let's push towards that. Thank you, um, Jav Jav, for your, uh, for your question. Thank there. you, Mr. Mr. X. And let us know what you think of EA's handling of this, if they're sort of trying a bit too hard to get on everyone's good sides again mm -hmm. with how they're marketing this, because several people were saying, so proud to be working on a game that has no microtransactions and stuff, almost like they'd been told by higher-ups in EA to sort of put tweets out like that, because if they'd put a tweet out like that normally, you would have thought they would get in a yeah. lot of trouble yeah. for it. Um, it all feels a bit manufactured, at least EA's promotion of it so far, not necessarily the game itself. Well, what, I mean, one thing I would say about that is that, like, if 
if they are literally just doing it because uh, old old Vinny made them release the game, mm. and then they were like, oh, how do we? Oh, let's let's pretend we've made a decision to not do this, yeah. but actually we're not going to release any more games like this that have a single player experience. It's all going to be loot loot boxes and from them. Now. And yeah, them. if that's what they're secretly thinking, the one thing we can hope is that this game does astonishingly well mm-hmm. and they realize oh. oh we don't have to do that anymore but for the time being i i suspect they've just been almost forced to release this game because it was basically done an acquisition yeah and yeah and now they're thinking right we'll just get this out of the way and then we'll never do it again with a single player experience so i don't know we'll hopefully see. it's good hopefully it's good i want it to be good i don't want it to be bad mm-hmm. i'm i'm wary because ea is involved yeah but we'll see we will fingers crossed peeper yeah What's next? Well, what's next indeed? What is next? What? What? We. Who? Playing. Pl- uh, welcome to what we play. And this is a section that I think we you should understand it by now. Uh, but I'll explain it anyway. It's a real Ron Seal section, this one. I'm sorry? Ron's, Ron Seal. What's it d- that? It does exactly what it says on the tip. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> but just in case you didn't understand, this is a section where we talk about what we play in with mm. an apostrophe. Peter. You did a uh, yeah. You did a <laughs> don't talk nearly to me drowned, when I'm yeah. nearly drowned on your gulp there. Mm. You did a Star Wars. Uh, well, so I didn't. Um, oh, oh, okay. But but I'm going to. Uh, so right. yeah, I've been away for a week. You have mostly on annual leave, mm-hmm. um, and out of out of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not had access to any gaming console device other than my mobile phone. Which I don't play games on. There's plenty of EA monetizable Star Wars games on mobile. Oh yeah, you could enjoy. I'm sure there Lots are loads. of card games. Um, so I I literally don't have a what we play in this week because I've not oh. played a video game for over seven days. Oh no. So what I thought I'd do, given the recent news and given that we would be talking about Star Wars, is talk about a Star Wars game that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right that there haven't been really any really good recent ones. Yeah. Um, but. Um, what this kind of excites me for uh, is that I played Jedi Academy on PC. Okay. And that was also on, certainly on Xbox original. I think so. Yeah, not 360. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that was a game that was actually set in a similar era to not this upcoming game, but The Mandalorian, i.e. straight after Return of the Jedi. Right. So it's the happy endings have happened in the film series. And uh, Luke has founded his Jedi Academy, Ooh. and you're a new little Jedi boy or girl. It's an okay. RPG, yep. and you get to like invest in um, force powers and stuff, and, uh, and and use your lightsaber. It's all uh, quite melee focused. You can mm. uh, ca- carry a few firearms as well. Yeah, but um, that's a game that I really enjoyed, and the way they sort of described it. I know they weren't very detailed, but what, the way they, they've described Fallen Order, although it's set in a very different era, it kind of gets me exciting for, for similar reasons. Excited, sorry. Ah. It gets me exciting. It gets me, it does me an excite. Yeah, and that's a game that uh, I often go back and play. Well, funnily enough, the next well, question is kind of I'm about I'm not going to use that. I'm You're not going to make a third Star Wars. Just scroll it all the way through <laughs> yeah. the entire episode. No, I brought something else for that. But okay. uh, that's a game that I really enjoy. And although I'm not playing apostrophe it now, I do so very often. And, uh, you know, it's exciting. I always wanted to play that game. Yeah. I I never had anything that I could play it on, though. Oh. Never had an Xbox, never had... 
a, a piece, a it personal was computer that yeah. was that was good enough. I probably do. Well, I don't even have a PC. I have a Mac, so I don't, I don't even know. But I would have loved to have played it at the time, and uh, I missed very much missed sort of the golden age of Star Wars games. Really, outside yeah, it of was kind PlayStation of Two, mm. and uh, that was kind of limited, at least for my personal taste, to Battlefront, and that's all. Well, ex- I mean, I at the time I only had a PS Two, but my brother had an Xbox. And uh, I used to actually play it. I think it was even my brother's copy. I remember I also have a really vivid memory because I was fairly young and not really old enough to do the research. I remember going into game at one point and saying, uh, excuse me, do you have Jedi Academy? Is Jedi Academy on the PS2? Uh, and they were like, no, sorry, it's oh, not. I was no. like, oh, okay, never mind. Oh, dear. Um, but it still has a, a massive um, kind of cult following even mm. today. You can get it on PC and they, there's a huge mod community and uh, I can only imagine. People, mm. people are still playing it a lot. So, you know, I'm stoked for a single player Star Wars game where presumably you can choose different force powers and stuff. It's like going back to that. I'm not going to punch the desk because my mic is attached to it. It is. But um, that's the best I could do with what we play in is sort of you know, at least allow us to transition from one segment to the next. A valiant effort, yeah. I would say. If you will now please give us a game you've actually been playing, that would be good. I've been playing Borderlands Game of the Year edition. Oh, yeah. I've been playing it a lot and I've finished it. You finished it? I finished it in like four days. Oh, no. Well, um, I mean, oh, yes. But oh, oh, no. Oh, yes. It's, it's over now for you. Yeah, well, no, not quite. There's still all the DLC. Oh, yes. All of the DLC areas. And Borderlands has always been excellent with its DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the first game had four expansions that were like whole new areas with loads of quests and storylines. And they were quite zany. So there's like a there's like a zombie one. Yeah. Where the, where the doctor from the start of the game has moved to a different place. And he's just got a mustache on. He's called something else. Right. And he's accidentally zombified loads of people. And you've got to fight spooky Halloween things. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's... Uh, one which is just sort of a bit crap, admittedly, which is sort of like a Colosseum survival round-based wave thing where you just face harder and harder enemies. Right. Um, and then there's, there's 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 one called the Secret Armory of General Knox. Yeah. Where the end you get in the Secret Armory of General Knox, and there's, there's, you get like a time limit, uh. and it's like Willy Wonkles, and it's just all the chests with all of the weapons in it. And you have like um, two minutes to get as many Willy Wonka weapons as you can carry. Oh my God, there's no earthly way of knowing. Which gun you're going to get out of the chest. No. Um, and uh, you can tell as those DLCs were released how the, sort of the plot and the characters start to form something quite solid for Borderlands 2 to launch off. Okay. Borderlands 1 is excellent and it is what it is. Um but Borderlands 2 took it in sort of a whole ridiculous zany direction. Yeah. And you can clearly see the beginnings of that in some of the DLCs with their dialogue and the characters. And, you know, whole new characters are introduced in the DLC that, you know, uh, sort of mainstays in the sequel. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it's excellent. So I'm looking forward to playing through those. Uh, got through... Uh, the, God, the, the Platinum's really easy. Is it's it? It's basically just sort of finishing the game and doing a few optional things. Well, you popped um, loads of trophies when you moved your save data across, didn't I you? I did, yeah. I, d- I loaded up my old save data. I ported it from the PS3 version. And as soon as I loaded in, I got every single DLC trophy for the zombie expansion. <laughs> just popped one after the other. Right. Don't know why. Uh, not that I'm complaining. But, uh, yeah, I, d- I am a big, big fan of that game. Mm-hmm. Very much enjoying it. Looking forward to playing more. Going to be something of a loss after I finished it, I think, because I won't really be sure what to do next. I think maybe Days Gone will be out. Oh, yeah. But Borderlands 3 gameplay reveal 
trailer slash stream i'm not hopefully it's not a stream again but whatever oh whatever they decide to do it's <laughs> going to be on the first of may and i'm very much looking forward to seeing that game running properly and people playing it. i already know i'm gonna i've pre-ordered the most expensive version um, oh my god available uh, the collector's edition yeah. it's exclusive to game in the uk i was going to get that but you can't pre-order it online you have to get this you have to go into an actual shop what and you have to and put say, your money down. Excuse me, Jedi Academy. I'd like to PS2. reserve the PS2 release, <laughs> the Jedi Academy, and also Borderlands 3 with the chests and the stuff in it. Uh, so I, I pre-ordered the next most expensive version that comes with a couple of physical crudites. Do you not, but also, do you not fancy trying to go into a physical store? I'm not, I'm not that fussed. Okay. That's the thing. Like I would love to have some physical Borderlands 3 goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh clogging up my home because it's one of the series that i i truly truly love yeah. much like you with your various spyro well, figurines exactly. that's why i things. thought you might go into the shop for it might be <sighs> worth it for you i'll think about it yeah i'm not entirely convinced game will still be around in in right. october whenever it launches but uh we'll we'll see but at least the uh I know that I'm getting one that is close closer to a hundred pounds than I would like, yeah. and uh, comes with comes with a really nice case and loads of in-game stuff, all the DLC and stuff that, mm-hmm. that's going to be released. I'll get a season pass for that. So, I think that's the most sensible option for now, short of actually being asked to go into town and find a game. Yeah, um, I mean, you could you could wait till after and then buy one for probably an even higher price when yeah, sure. people are flipping them I don't know how much they are that's the thing it's not there's there's very little information on games website right uh, you, you click through they've got this big splash screen for Borderlands 3 mm-hmm. you click through the different options and there's just no collector's edition listed underneath all the oh. options for you to actually pre-order so that's a missed, uh, missed opportunity there because I would have put down that money well I mean one day I hope to, you, you mentioned my big love of the Spyro Purple Boy yes I keep thinking one day i might buy the australian exclusive for some reason uh like steelbook version oh okay um the only reason i didn't i, I was tempted to just literally buy one with international shipping at launch yeah but then it was like i, I want to play the game on launch and mm-hmm. if i order it from australia it might not arrive and i didn't really want to buy two versions of it initially so uh in case it was terrible on the, treat yourself. on the off chance yeah maybe one day i will but um they're probably super expensive as well because I'm guessing they're fairly limited and people are just flipping them. But maybe you might yeah. be able to just find uh, the actual steel book on its own. Yeah, just some no people disc. do just flip the the the, the steel book. Yeah, uh, pre-order stuff. So. True. True. Worth worth having a look. So that's what Ben's playing and what I will probably play at some point this year. Um, <laughs> when when he's ready. Yeah. When he's ready for it. Yeah. What's the next question, Peter? Uh, this is a question. It's called question two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it comes from Ern Arrowsmith, which sounds like a Lord of the Rings character. So we've we've had one from uh, Manny Bothans. Yeah. And now this this is a Lord of the Rings. Uh, on the last episode, you mentioned getting an itch to play certain games occasionally. Are there specific games you tend to get a hankering for, mm. or is it more like genres or gameplay types? Uh, for me, every couple of years or so, this isn't this is still the question. This okay, isn't yeah, my answer. Yeah. For me, every couple of years or so, I get an itch to play a Pokemon game or something in the vein of Zelda. Mm. And I normally find after a few hours of playing, my itch is scratched, and then I'm good for another year or two. Mm. Wow. Ben. Hello. Do you have any uh, any games that you go back and play, or is is it more of a genre game type kind of oh, thing? Well, that's the thing. I find myself less and less wanting to actually go back and and play things that I've played before. Oh. I know I've I've certainly played Final Fantasy VII a few times, but yeah. I I feel like 
with the PS4 re-release and being able to get trophies on it and things like that, that and and also play it. It has sort of cheats built in, mm-hmm. so you can click the uh, the analog sticks in, and you'll get like invulnerability or right. like loads of money or infinite. Um, uh, whatever they're called, finishers. I, I know what they're called. I just can't. <laughs> name escapes me right now. So I was basically, oh, you can also turn off random encounters as well. Oh. So I was I was essentially able to, once I'd nearly finished the game, is look up guides and just go and find all the content that I'd never been able to see before in previous playthroughs right. without the hindrance of being chased every two minutes by everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was really good. But I feel like I'm, like I've done, I'm done there until yeah. the remake ever comes out if yeah it comes out episodically isn't it as well? oh it's going, going to, to be, be a disaster mm. but um i i have to agree with um elvin elvin arrowsmith um here about pokemon games yeah because i do find myself drawn back to the first three pokemon games every so often mm-hmm. um either i bust out my game boy or i play it um what was it? I played it on the 3DS when they released it on the eShop. Oh, yeah. And they added in the ability to trade... Ability to trade wirelessly. Oh, right. Uh, okay. Which was really cool. Yeah. Uh, so I played it through again then. And then obviously I played it... Uh, I got a custom Game Boy Advance from EGX that oh. year that we went. You remember when I bought one Oh, yeah, of I do. Yeah, you yeah. bought one. Yeah. And I bought Pokemon Fire Red, which itself is a remake of Pokemon Red. Mm-hmm. Played through almost all of that right before sort of getting distracted and forgot and then most recently played through pokemon let's go eevee which is the same game again yeah but just sort of remade and way. upgraded and slightly different so mm. i always find myself drawn back to those games eventually one way or the other mm. but what about you uh well other than i i am more of a go back and replay kind of kind of fellow i do it a lot okay um, i mean as opposed to you saying nowadays you don't have much of a hankering right um uh, and uh, other than like just my my favorite my favorite games that I've talked about a lot on podcasts and other videos and stuff, which I won't I won't go over, and Star Wars as well, mm-hmm. uh, Jedi Academy, which I play coming soon to PlayStation. Coming soon to too. PlayStation, yeah. yeah. Um, Skyrim. I mean, I can't help. I kind of you know, it's come out on so many different platforms now that like you see it all the time. You know, yeah. it's it's so old now, but. It's just it's always on social media and YouTube and you know it's in like compilations. It's a meme. Like, it's a, and, yeah, exactly. Uh, it just it won't die. So I see it and I go, oh yeah, that that was a good game. Maybe I could, maybe I could go back and play it in a different way. And then I always go back and play it in exactly the same stealth way. Stealth archer. Uh, uh, a stealth, a stealth cat boy. Yeah. Yeah, not, stealth cat boy. I'm archer. not much of an archer. No, but, um, no, oh, not really. Okay. But yeah, I cannot touch Skyrim anymore. No, even like. I, I just can't. As I, I've been tempted a couple of times, but that was years ago, mm. um, which is ridiculous when we're talking about yeah. a game that <laughs> was released so long ago. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah, I played it through. I played it so much and so intensely mm-hmm. when it first came out. I did mention it on, oh, yeah. on this podcast before about how I only went downstairs once the the entire first weekend it came out just to get a, a pizza from, from the, the front door. door and then just stayed in my room the entire rest of the time while I was in university yeah <laughs> and uh, I played it so much that it I just can't I, I just I started I'm like oh, I'm bored yeah I'm, I'm bored I can't I can't be bothered well that's what I was about to say is that I go back and play it maybe not once a year but uh, you know every so often and I I play it for like a 
two or three sittings and then I completely forget about it. And then that save file is always there when I go back two years later. And it's always, I always play it in the same way. I'm a cat boy. I do a lot of stealth. <laughs> I join the Thieves Guild. I don't yep. do any main quest. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I get bored. So, uh, do you get sad when you bump into Uncle Giraffe and Uncle have to Giraffe. kill him? Um, yeah, I suppose I do a little bit. Well, I don't get sad. It just reminds me of of happy times. He, it's he'll a good be thing. He'll he lives on. He's, yeah, he'll be with us. Forever. I think I've only played it once since Uncle Giraffe uh, was was born into our yeah our wiki. What a night on the town that yeah. was. Yeah. Um, the Giraffe. other game that I mean I've I just had such a hankering for recently is. Um, well, the the entire Uncharted series, the Drake mm. games, anyway. Uh, I liked Lost Legacy, but I don't I don't feel the need to go back and play that. But uh, yeah. I own uh, Uncharted Four. I borrowed at the time when I first got my PS4 uh, the Drake collection from you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't own that, and I don't want to go and play Uncharted Four yet until I've played through one to three again. So right. I keep meaning to just nip to CEX and get like a <laughs> relatively cheap copy of. Yeah, the you'll be able to get it for that. Yes. I think it's probably on sale at the moment. There's a there's a there's a PlayStation store sale. Although you like your oh. boxes, don't you? you like I do your, like my boxes. Like I, I don't know. Games. I wouldn't necessarily mind if uh, if I got it digitally. But yeah, that's a game that is a is a current itch that requires a scratch. Mm. So uh, yeah, that's one I'll be. It might even be on my on a future what we play in for Ooh. me. That will be exciting. We'll see. Look forward to that. Yeah, I'm just skinned at the moment, so. Yeah, aren't we all? Not for now. Aren't we all? You know, speaking, of, I say I'm skinned. I'm going to buy a new TV this weekend. Oh, are you? Yeah, I think I'm going to do it. Oh my god. Because I've just been sort of, like, I feel like I've been putting money away forever. Yeah. Sort of fruitlessly. For nothing. For 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 no reason, and I just I could, buying things makes me happy, and I feel like I just want to I just want like a big splurge because mm-hmm. I've not bought anything nice for myself for a long, long time. Yeah, you're gonna do a big splurge all over your TV. I think I'm gonna splurge all over my TV. Yeah. I've, I've also managed to find because you're familiar with my living room because you've been there. Yeah, I've also managed to find the exact TV stand setup thing from Argos mm-hmm. that I that I currently own. I'm thinking of buying another one and just moving the current TV over onto that. And then having the new one next to it where the other one previously was and then hooking my other consoles up to that. So it looks like a proper nerd living room. Oh, you mean with, what, with two TVs yeah. in the living Why? Why not? What else am I going to do with it? Think, think of the possibilities, Peter. But why, why, why get a new TV then? Because I want a bigger TV. Right. It's sort of future-proofed slightly with 4K. I don't know. If, I don't know. It just seems strange to have two TVs... Oh, next to each other. It absolutely does. It's like Only Fools and Horses or something. Didn't they have two TVs? <laughs> I have no idea. I think like one of them had sound that worked and the other one had picture that worked. <laughs> or like one was color and one, I don't know. I just quite like the idea because I do have people visit relatively frequently. Yeah. And they bring their console and we, we play right. games Right, I mean, it works for that, yeah. And I have a TV in my room and usually I have to bring the TV through mm. and it's like a big, heavy, old thing and it's, it's a pain in the ass. And then this way, I could just have my... PS3 permanently hooked up to the other TV just in case I ever want to, you know. Well, because that do was going to be my suggestion is you could get rid of your big heavy one and put your living room TV and your bedroom TV. But yeah. I don't know why this is a conversation we're having. No, no. Live. I, you're, you're trying to talk. I feel like you're trying to talk me out of it now. No, no. I mean, it makes sense. If you if you often have friends over with who bring their consoles, mm. you can do a, a system link. Does that still happen? No, do, I don't no, think we so. Don't do I think that's something that's a long, a long time ago. A land ago. party. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I think having two two TVs in the living room has some practical uses, but it's also a bit, Ben. It's a bit 
It's a bit weird. It's a bit weird, that is it? That news that you might be having two TVs in your living room is a bit weird, that news. It's weird news, it's, is it? Yeah, that news is it's weird news. Is it weird news, though? Uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's weird news. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Weird news time, Peter. Hmm. What have you got? Well, I've I've got a weird news story here. Have you? Have you? Yeah. It's, have you? It's from our friends. They're not our friends. They're not not our friends, but they're just not our friends. Oh. At Kotaku. Oh, no, they're, we're friends. We're friends. They know us. Yeah. Uh, Best friends. Did they? Okay. Uh, big, big uh, peddlers of uh, weird news. Yeah. Ben, mm. did you know that Oculus accidentally hid in... You, I what, can't read. Where did it hide? No. It didn't hide in hid, anything. Hid in no. children's playground. No, the in comes three words later, but okay. I read it too too soon. Right. Oculus accidentally hid creepy messages in thousands of VR controllers. Oh. Do you know about this? No, I di- didn't know about this. What well, is this? it's happened. This is uh, written by Joshua Rivera. 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 On Kotaku. With every bit of new technology that hits the market, it's hard not to wonder... In what previously unimagined ways will this compromise my privacy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, turns out that's also something very much on the mind of the people who make the latest gear. Mm. So to cut a long story short, um, apparently if you open up your Oculus, uh, right. Oculus Touch controller, okay. uh, some of them have been shipped with creepy privacy-related Easter egg messages hidden in the internal hardware. Oh, no. Um, I don't think this was intentional. I think later on it says um, that uh, it was like some of them are only can only be found in like prototype models that I guess maybe only press have or like special buyers. Um, but it, it, some of them do have gone out into just genuine like uh, consumer consumer models. Okay. And I think they were put in there as some kind of placeholder or like in-joke while they were being made and then they were accidentally made into oh the real ones. Okay. But uh, here's a list of messages. Yep. Crack open one of these controllers and in the device's guts you might find a message like, the Masons were here. 
<laughs> inscribed on a cable. <laughs> okay. Other devices apparently shipped with Big Brother is watching. Uh, but according to Mitchell, uh, Nate Mitchell, who I've, I've skipped over who that is. Yeah. Uh, a man involved. He's a man. He's the co-founder of Oculus. Oh, okay. And he had to do a tweet about it because people realized there were weird things Some inside Very the... strange stuff going on. Uh, but according to Mitchell, only... Oh, it's the developer kits that have that one inscribed uh, on. Okay. Big Brother is watching. Um... So his his response, he says, unfortunately, some Easter egg labels meant for prototypes accidentally made it into the internal hardware for tens of thousands of touch controllers. That's quite the accident. It is. The messages on final production hardware say, this space is for rent, and the Masons were here. Um, <laughs> okay. A few dev kits shipped with Big Brother is watching, and hi, I fix it, we see you. I don't know what iFixit is. Oh, I think he's a YouTube man. Oh, okay. Does, you, uh, who does uh, Welcome to My Tutorial page about uh, right. fixing broken technology. Technology. Oh, I see. So then they put it in as though, because he might he crack might it open crack and it find it. And just freak him out. <laughs> Mitchell's statement goes on to apologize for these Easter eggs slipping past the prototype phase and into production, calling them inappropriate and yeah. saying their internal processes have been changed to avoid this happening again. Good. Um, this let's keep in mind coming from a company sort of uh owned by facebook yeah um who are big brother is watching who are well known for their high levels of privacy and data protection yes they're really good um it says right here in the article the messages are a bit of a bleak uncomfortable gallows humor from the facebook owned company given how powerful and delinquent facebook has been in the realms of online privacy it's a bit of real world context that takes a very common practice uh, and gives it dis discomfiting lay. Oh, this is written really badly. Joshua, you're terrible. No, Come on, okay. Joshua, what are you playing at? Um, I don't know. But I think I just can't read very well. But um, that's that's weird, though. That's, it is that's weird, weird news that, that that has happened. Mm. Yeah, um, freak me out. Do you want to do you want to hit me back with something weirder? I got. Well, I don't know if it's weirder, but I've I've already forgotten what it is. So oh, okay. let's uh, let's find out. Here yeah. we go. As he, as he gradually opens it up on the weird newsometer. The weird newsometer. Oh, it's really big. It is. <laughs> Pepsi considered defending gamers with a billboard in space. This is also from Kotaku. Defending gamers. Uh, yep, I'll, I'll explain. Don't worry. Okay. This is from apparently a relative of mine, Aaron Potter. Oh, okay. Who wrote. Imagine looking into the calm night sky and in the foreground of a galaxy of shimmering stars, seeing a confrontational space advertisement demanding justice for gamers. Oh my god. Last hashtag week, justice for ju gamers. Hashtag justice for gamers. Last weekend, the website Futurism reported that PepsiCo recently considered launching an orbital billboard in space to promote its campaign against stereotypes and unjustified prejudices against gamers. Right, that's really going to endear like the elderly and like naturalists. Yep. Um, you know, when they see a giant piece of space junk saying, leave gamers alone, <laughs> floating around. What a horrid idea. <laughs> the Russian company Start Rocket, which claims it can launch orbital displays into space at a 250 mile altitude, is behind this bizarre and invasive foray into space capitalism. God. Apparently, it will use 30 foot satellite sails as pixels. PepsiCo reportedly would use Start Rocket's tech to launch an ad for Adrenaline Rush, an energy drink aimed at the Russian gamer market. 
a recent YouTube manifesto, or so they call it, not Kotaku, this is Pepsi, right? Uh, about the product, combats the idea that video games are for children, calling that, are you ready, Peter? Yeah. Are you sitting comfortably? No. Is your seatbelt on? No. The most unfair stereotype of the century. What on earth? <laughs> A press release for adrenaline... Excuse me? Can you um, say that again? Uh, a recent YouTube manifesto about the product, this being <laughs> Adrenaline Rush, an energy drink aimed at the Russian gamer market, calls... Uh, sorry, com combats the idea that video games are for children, calling that the, the most, most unfair, unfair stereotype of, of the century. century. Yep. Yeah. A press release for Adrenaline Rush explains that the time has come for change. It's time to say stop to the disrespect and misunderstanding of gaming culture to get rid of unfair stereotypes. Did they think that... I guess they thought that this would just be really, really popular among gaming audiences and they'd all start drinking Gamers Pepsi. in Russia would just go... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Whereas we all hear that and we're like, please do not do that, for the love of God. That sounds like a really horrible idea. Yeah. The stereotypes in question, apparently, are that gamers are toxic, unemployed children. <laughs> which I think they've just reinforced, to be honest. Well, if you're children, you are going to be unemployed. Like You, that, you can't have both of those things in an insult next to each other, can you? Mm. You're, you look at you, you unemployed child. What? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you short child. If I'm a child, I've, I, why would it, why should I be employed? Don't call me lazy. Yeah, yeah, they're not, not allowed. There's I'm not leeching. There's labour laws yeah. against that kind of thing. Yeah, gamers are toxic. I mean, it's not necessarily that the, the message isn't necessarily toxic there, but it is very. We demand to be taken seriously. It's a bit. Uh, it's a bit sort of hype montage for esports. Yeah, a little is. bit, a little bit cringe. Yeah, just a little bit cringe. I'm, it's not real sports. What bothers it? me most about this is not even that it's gaming related news. If I heard this on any podcast about any adver adver type advertisement, is the correct pronunciation? Yes. Uh, the notion of an orbital billboard that just floats past the sky Gamers outside your are real. Yeah. Respect. I don't us. care what it says. Even if it says, you know, don't eat beef or like um, you know, the save earth the whales. Is flat the earth as is it flat. floats over the curvature of the Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's a really nice message that I agree with, like mm. let's all love each other and get on. Hope you're having a good day, Hope Peter. You're having a fantastic love day. Yeah, exactly. I don't want orbital billboards to become a thing ever no there must be legislation against that like it like un like international law saying because you're not allowed to um we've we've laid down the law collectively as a planet that the moon cannot be claimed like claimed or colonized by a specific nation we have to just like collectively share it yeah yeah i think that's fair and i think that might be i think the same might be uh said for antarctica possibly or maybe not. Maybe that's just the only unclaimed land. I know there's a place that a Scandinavian country, and I'm fairly sure it might be, it's either Canada or the United States. It's probably Canada. Mm -hmm. They keep going and knocking each other's flags down. Oh, really? And taking it. Just it's sort of it's 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 quite harmless, really. Yeah. But they keep leaving things for each other. Cheeky. Just seeing who's gonna who's gonna come and knock their flag what over. About the uh, the 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 international. Com conglomerate of Sealand or whatever it's called the international <laughs> you, are you aware of Sealand oh yeah 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 in like the the English it's channel oil rig isn't it or something no it's like, like an old like uh, concrete platform that was there for World War 2 in case oh. Hitler was going to sail over and then there's Sealand it's like a defence thing 
and uh, someone just sailed out to it because all the others were being destroyed by the government and there was one that they'd not yet got round to and someone sailed out to it and was like, this is mine now because you built this outside of UK waters, which was technically not a war crime, but they weren't right. supposed to do it. So it didn't actually belong to the UK, even though they built it. So someone sailed on Sealand. Like, it's mine now. It's called Sealand. <laughs> um, and he's like, his family still. Doesn't even make any sense. It's a sovereign it? state. Sealand. Anyway, that was a massive tangent. Yeah, no, no. You're Please right. Please don't it, put billboards in space. Don't put billboards in space. It's kind of like Crimea, you know? Nobody should have it. No. Everyone should just leave, including yeah. the, the, the Crimeans. The Crimeans, yeah. <laughs> Curious and a little read extremely sceptical of the prospect of space billboards, 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 billboards existing outside of the anime Cowboy Bebop, Kotaku reached out to PepsiCo to confirm that this is real. And it is, the company explained, <laughs> but their so-called exploratory test was a one-time event. So it's not going to happen, but apparently it was very much seriously considered. It just, it could have been for a while there. done. Adrenaline rush. I bet it's awful. If you're in Russia and have had adrenaline rush... If you're a toxic, unemployed child, <laughs> then let us know in the comments. Yep. Please do. Um, it's time for a question, Ben, I believe. It is. Yeah, we've just done weird news. So now, this is a question from Robert James, two mm -hmm. first names. Uh, he asks, with modern devices becoming more expensive, and in brackets it says $1,000 smartphones... What?! Would you guys be surprised if next-gen consoles break the $1,000 price point? Would you still buy them? Oh, they yes. won't. Yes, and I'd yes, be surprised. you'd be surprised. And no, I would absolutely not buy a $1,000 console. No. I think, I think they know that, that is just not going to fly. Um, we're going to be talking about the, the PlayStation 5 very shortly mm. because a load of news came out about that. And... Uh, it's already been stated that the price will be, and I'm quoting now, appealing to gamers. Appealing. So uh, presumably it'll be sort of roughly the same kind of price. Well, we're all unemployed, the... so it's probably well, exactly, pretty low. Yeah, toxic, toxic people who yeah. can't even. I don't think, even think you're allowed to touch sort of games consoles if you're to if you're toxic because the plastic will sort of melt. That'd be and corrosive. Yeah, sort of. Re it's got release that, very harmful um, fumes. That symbol on it with the dead fish and the tree that's like rotting away. That's know? what uh, that's what gamers are. Yeah, that's the gamer flag right there. Mm. Rotting fish and hazard. dead trees. Toxic. Yeah. No, this this is this is not going to happen. And you have to bear in mind as well with one thousand dollars smartphones is is a lot of people don't have a thousand dollar smartphones no. because they can't afford them and those who do and even the cheaper phones people get them on contracts. They don't. Oh, yeah. They don't. They don't pay. Very few people pay the lump sum for a phone. Mm -hmm. uh, I think our good friend Michael Johnson did, and we both expressed dismay and surprise when he said he did, but that's exactly the kind of thing that he would do. I don't remember him doing that, but I believe you that he did. I think and he that did. I, I would definitely <laughs> have dismayed, uh, expressed dismay if he did that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've never, ever owned a $1,000 smartphone, not on contract or anything. When I get... I mean, I'm an iPhone boy at the moment. I'll probably give up after this because I want a damn headphone jack. Yeah, me much. too. And it, the phones are too big as well. Yeah. They're too big. But when I get a smartphone, not only do I get them on contract so that it's nice spread payment, but also uh, I always go like a model or two back than the current one. Right. I don't care about like being contemporary with a, mm -hmm. with a smartphone. But you can watch films on your phone in 4k in 4k i don't care but it's so small why <laughs> i'm not ever in a position to look at my phone for that long i don't want to see a really really detailed tiny screen no. um i just rather 
get my laptop, you know? <laughs> oh. Hello. Honk. Oh, there's some sort of fire jury now. You can't there. get through. Or she. It could be a fire woman. It could be. I think they're called firefighters now. No, it's called a fire man or woman. <laughs> like it's, a man of war. Yeah. Fire man Portuguese or woman. Portuguese man, man or woman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you if you cast your if you cast your your memory back, mm. as particularly into the 1990s, you've got the Neo Geo, the Panasonic 3DO, and the Philips CDI. They were all at the $600 or more price point, and adjusting for inflation, they would be over a thousand dollars right now. And uh, I haven't looked up specific stats and figures for how well they did but we're not playing the neo geo 5 we're not talking about the neo geo 5 now i don't even remember the neo geo or the panasonic 3do i Mm. think i've heard of the philips cdi right but uh yeah they they didn't they didn't do that well did they no clearly not there's Um, not a panasonic uh conference at e3 no one's watching the live street the the neo neo live (laughs) 2.0 yeah you know, um, so no, Robert, in answer to your question, I don't think it'll break a thousand dollars. I would not buy it. Um, and I think that's why it won't break a thousand dollars is because they know that people would not. The games are already expensive enough. I think it's, it's really, it's extortionate, really, like that mm. some games come out of basically 50 GBP. Well, so most um, of them are 60 now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, th- that's that's a whole other discussion. But the the price of game development is so... It's just getting oh, yeah. higher I mean, I and higher and higher. I understand the reasoning, but... But, yeah, it's difficult. It's it's already it's already a very expensive hobby. Uh, PlayStation, I like to think, have learned their lesson from the PS3's launch and how expensive that was. Mm-hmm. Although it kind of had to be that expensive because it was, it was still the cheapest Blu-ray player you could get yeah. at the time. <laughs> Um, so the technology in it was was kind of ridiculous, but uh, yeah, I think they're striking a, a finer balance, and I'm sure that'll be the same across the board. I doubt we'll see any consoles breaking 400 quid, yeah, um, please or God. sort of 450, 500 dollars. I'd have thought for mm-hmm. the next the next gen, whenever that comes. Unless there's some sort of special stupid version of it. Stupid but, version. Know, the, the standards, yeah, the standard versions will not be breaking that. It's a stupid version, hopefully. But while we're on the subject of uh, upcoming thousand-dollar consoles, Ben, yeah, it's time for it's not the paper one. That's for weird news. Oh, we do, I thought we do it for this as well. Maybe we do. It's, oh, okay. it's big. It's, it's a, a discussion. It's the big discussion. It's the big question. It's the que- discussion. discussion. It's not a question. No. Question. Big discussion time, Peeper. This this is actually, I mean. You brought a question along. Someone did ask. We were going to talk about this already. Yeah. This was going to be a, a topic, but someone asked us the question. Um, what are your thoughts on the PS5 announcement slash info release? Will you get one on release or do you think you'll wait a bit? This is actually from Jessica James. Do you think she's married to or partner to Robert James of Question 3 fame? <laughs> I, I have no idea. I actually, my mind went in a completely different direction then. Yeah. I just realized she has both of the names of Team Rocket. <laughs> yeah, she does. Jesse James. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, w- I wasn't sure um, where you were going, but I have no idea. Thank James you, Jessica is, and Robert James. James James is, uh, is is not an uncommon last name. It's not, no. Uh, so it could well be that, mm. uh, you know. But yeah, that. thoughts on PS5? Well, Peter, hmm. uh, we're going to go to Push Square now. Your friends at Push Square. Actually know them, uh, yeah. Push Square. Mm. 
Sony took, and this is dated by a few days now, but okay, Sony yeah. took the entire industry by surprise today, effectively announcing the PlayStation 5 as part of a Wired exclusive on an otherwise ordinary Tuesday afternoon. Oh. Wired being a publication about technology. Mm. Technology. The supercharged console, which is promising revolution rather than evolution, has been built using the same blueprints as the PlayStation 4, meaning that it's developer-focused and fully backwards compatible. Yes. Here's everything we've learned about the next generation system today. So I'll be uh, putting a link to this in the description. Push Square have done a number of articles, as you would imagine, all about the, the, the various things that have come out. But they've also got this great summary article that links to all of the individual articles. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to run down some of the bullet points now. So the first one, Peter... Hit me. ...is the price will be appealing to gamers. That's a quote. That is a quote. Mm. And this is, this is, I think, an interview with Mark Cerny, who is the lead... Uh, the, I don't know if he's the lead architect, but he's certainly the system architect for the PlayStation 5. I was thinking it's, it's interesting that he's called Mark Cerny and he works for Sony. It's like he's from... It's fun, Hull. isn't it? I, I'm Mark Cerny. Com, Mark, comma, Cerny. <laughs> that's, that's who I always that's think of. Yeah, he's got like a flat cap. Mark Cerny. Before we go any further... Mm. Can you explain to us, Peter, who Mark Cerny is and why he's a real good boy? Uh, what, specifically? There you go. There you go. Oh, it's down there. Not from memory. I, like, I wrote well, it for you. Don't I was worry. like, I don't know the guy. I mean, I'm sure... You will do after reading this. You'll be very familiar with his work. I know that he's a he's a, a clever man, but uh, I'm glad you've actually enclosed the answer that you want. Mark Cerny, the lead architect of the PS4 and the Vita. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we all like Vita. PS4s. You, you like the Vita, don't you? Vita is a lovely little console. Yeah. There's a mastermind behind Knack as well, of course. I forgot about Knack that. Is, Knack is his baby. Yeah. That he keeps, he keeps making it. Good old Knack. Yeah. I mean, Knack 2 did better than Knack 1, right? It did, but it was still bad. Yeah. Uh, designer, programmer, and producer on a number of notable series, including Spyro, Crash Bandicoot, Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank Resistance, Uncharted, God of War, Killzone, Marvel, Spider-Man, and the upcoming Death Stranding. They're all good games. They're all really good games. Really good games. And he's been involved at various levels uh, across them as well. But, you know, n not just sort of slapping his name on as a yeah. producer credit hey end. like he's he's been in there he's been working on it with yeah people. i'm an executive producer put my name on it because i, I be on the have poster. money yeah no yeah. but he's he he gets his his hands dirty mm -hmm. he gets the the dirt under his fingernails the equivalent of um dude has been around yeah this is my writing here it seems, it sounds weird to hear you say that dude has been around since joining atari in 1982 i like atari mm. he knows his stuff and he sounds like the Joker. Yeah, so... <laughs> Does he? So basically, he's been around for a long time, and he's really, really good. Mm. Um, he does sound like the Joker. He's uh, he's very softly spoken. Oh, he, and he is. And he sort of ah. talks like this. He's He sounds a little bit uh, threatening. Yeah. Almost like he's, he's holding back a rage that you have not seen before. He's... Uh, he reminds me of... Um, a friend of my family. He looks just like him. <laughs> and when he announced, because he, he announced the um, the Crash Bandicoot remaster, didn't he, on stage? Are you familiar with how he talks then? And how I he am. sounds? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I encourage you all to go and look up any interview or presentation from Mark Cerny because I think it was him who announced there's just a deeply unnerving way that he talks that yeah. just makes me think he's capable of very violent things. <laughs> it's like, did Heath Ledger base it on that interview of uh, Tom, Tom York, Waits? Tom or Waits? 
Francis. Or was it on Mark Cerny? <laughs> I don't know. It could oh, have been. You've got people working for you and everything. <laughs> um, have we got more more details? Yeah. So it's uh, fully backwards compatible with all PS4 games, which mm-hmm. obviously is great. But I think the big thing that people want to know is about earlier titles and if that's going to be a thing. Uh, so they haven't announced everything yet. Obviously, we've still got some things we we want to know, but. In terms of like a big blowout of information, just all of a sudden, this is this is a lot to go off for now. Yeah. It will not launch in 2019. Mm. Um, it will be compatible with PSVR headsets currently. Great. And it'll be likely that there'll be a, an upgraded and iterated version releasing at some point. It will innovate how game audio is processed. And this is taken from the Push Square article. Sony's new console will come with a custom chip designed specifically to deliver 3D audio. Uh, do you want to try and read this as Mark Cerny? Uh, He's he's going for it. With the next console, the dream is to show how dramatically different... How how dramatically different, I see. Okay, so come on. Dramatically different the audio experience can be when we apply significant amounts of hardware horsepower to it. Thank you. I mean, that was more... That was leaning more towards the Joker, really. Well, what's the difference? It's kind of a blend of the two. What's the difference? And sounded like neither as a result. <laughs> that was uh, system architect for the PlayStation 5, Heath Ledger there, mm, yeah. uh, reporting on that. So that's exciting as well. Mm. They're, they're putting it full of stuff that, that future-proofs it, supposedly. Yeah, 3D audio. I mean, I've never really, obviously, other than wearing like stereo headphones, I've mm. not really experienced kind of 3D audio in a, just sitting in a, living room or whatever is yeah. it does it mean it's like you know when like people throw their voice and stuff can it it's like stuff um um you know what just I'm surround not sound sure. or I, I did my i've had surround sound before but i did my university dissertation on binaural audio oh yeah uh yeah, where experience with that microphones are placed at a dummy's head at the ear holes mm. and things are recorded around it so that when you the listener are sat there listening to it the things are happening all around you it's cool it's very immersive yeah and you can you can just YouTube search binaural audio samples and things, and there'll be like a hairdresser's where yeah. you'll close. It'll tell you to close your eyes, and it sounds like the clippers are moving around your head and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I don't know if it's if it's sort of that kind of thing, in which case we have experienced it slightly, albeit maybe not quite as good as it could possibly be uh, with PlayStation VR. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, when you're moving your head around, the sound needs to move with you. Otherwise, that would be weird. People but do come and whisper in your ears and stuff sometimes in uh, VR games, don't they? They so, do, and it makes yeah. me really uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, so it might just be sort of a more immersive version of that. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure people can let us know in the comments below exactly what that means. But either way, it's not a bad thing, is it? No. Not a bad thing. I'll tell you what's also not a bad thing. Go on. It will have a disk drive. Thank goodness. So physical media will live on. uh, I mean, presumably that's going to be very helpful for backwards compatibility with PS4 games. Yeah. But hopefully PS5 games will be physical for a long old time. Mm. This uh, was then followed up almost the next day with uh, Microsoft officially announcing a completely diskless version of the xbox one mm. um as we've know, spoken about before spoken about it before but they've now sort of officially confirmed that they're doing that um so two slightly different approaches there that's obviously not to say that all future xbox consoles aren't going to have a disk drive but uh no. yeah you know they seem to have different priorities because uh seems to be a a selling point of the ps5 they're like yeah don't worry disk drive that's a good thing so um yeah yeah the what do we got here? I've, I've completely lost my place, Peter. PS5 will use a specialized SSD. That's a solid state 
drive yeah. to dramatically reduce the load times and improve performance in games. That's basically what modern computers use. Yeah, a lot of them. So so no internal moving parts. So it's mm. less likely they'll get busted. Yeah. Busted makes me feel bad. Yeah. With with hard drives. Me too. And it'll load really quick and stuff, but it's sort of I think it's they're working on a very special pro- almost proprietary version. Right. Possibly. And uh, I don't know if that's going to make it really, really complicated to upgrade your system storage because mm. previously that's been something that you were able to do on the PS3 and the PS4 with, yeah. with relative ease, apart from getting the hard drives out of those stupid bloody caddies yeah. that are in there because they do the screws up so tightly mm-hmm. that you just sort of have to wrench it out. Mine has a bit of paper wedged in there. It was easier. Because the caddy's broken. Oh, no. So I just sort of placed it in there. That seems like a terribly unsafe thing to do. It's fine. As long Um, as I'm not... There's no earthquake, I'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, that was certainly easier to do that on 360. I had a 360 Mm. for a time, and that was just bolted onto the side externally and you just press the button and it popped off but that was like a that was a proprietary one right you had to buy an xbox yeah yeah hard drive. whereas yeah. with ps3 and ps4 you could buy any hard drive as long as it was 2.5 inch yeah well that's i guess that's work. what i'm saying is you know at least if it's proprietary then it, it means that you know they can just make it maybe a bit more user-friendly um, maybe but they can also charge yeah oh yeah crazy money which no, they have done with it do you remember the psp I remember the PSP, yeah. I, I never had right. one. But. Well, they had the Pro Memory, Stri- Memory Stick Duo, or Memory Stick Pro Duo, and it was mm-hmm. a little SD card that worked on nothing else. Oh, really? Only the PSP. Cheeky. And the one gigabyte one, and I know a gigabyte was probably a lot for 2005, mm. but that was over £100. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was just absurd. It launched with a 32 megabyte card. Yeah. Uh, it was crap. Crap. So and that's something that if you tread on it, that's a hundred quid gone. Gone. That's gone. So yeah. hopefully, that, again, they've learned from their mistakes there. If this is truly proprietary, and they're the only ones who make them. Yeah. Well, they've had a long time to think about it, Ben, because Sony's apparently been building this for four years. It's <sighs> a long time. That's a long time. I was still in nappies four years ago. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm still in nappies now, so it is a really long time. Yeah. Um, Kojima's Death Stranding could release on both PS4. And PS5. I'm concerned. This doesn't surprise anyone. Well, no, I don't think. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm concerned at this point that uh, uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 might only be next gen. Um, I'm slightly worried about that. It's but. true. We'll probably get a lot of crossover though, mm. just like we did last time. You know, well, MGS5, yeah. you always do, really. Destiny, mm. Assassin's Creed. A lot of these games launched on both PS3 and PS4. Harry Potter was on PS1 and PS2. Was it? As I'm sure lots of other sort of licensed. Uh, you know, we want to appeal to every possible Get it console. on everything. Yeah. Sell as many as possible. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it won't surprise me if there's various games releasing on uh, PS4 and PS5. Yeah. Yeah. It will support 8K, which is something we were talking about with Google Stadia Stadia it's the other day. It's something that nobody needs. <laughs> not yet. That's better. It's not better than the human eye, but we're getting there. <laughs> um, it's going to look better than we can even perceive it to, yeah. to look. Basically, if I've not got... I mean, it's already the case. If I'm not wearing my glasses, it doesn't matter what bloody resolution I'm looking at. <laughs> so why would I care about it being in 8K? No, I suppose not. I, d- I imagine what the point of these better resolutions is is that you can afford to have bigger TVs it's all and it not look and, as bad. And bigger TVs, yeah. yeah. Because, uh, you know, you, you stretch out a PS1 onto a mm. modern-day TV. It's not going to look that nice. It also helps us when we're, like, making content for... it's Because, you know, we release stuff in 1080p, 50fps. Mm-hmm. Um, if a capture that we're using is 1080 
but just has been slightly compressed, mm -hmm. then it looks worse than 1080. Yeah. Um, but like, a, it's always good for us to download a 4K and then put it into a video that's being rendered at 1080 because then it's it's going to look as good as it can. Yeah. So always the highest, the high, the highest, the higher. Hello, the higher you can go <laughs> yeah. with these resolutions, the better it is for then like redistributing it on online media because the compression just eats into stuff. Yeah, yeah, it does. Even if it's meant to be HD. And the final little tittle-bittle mm. for now, and I know it, it's it's tidbit, it's not tit-bit, as yeah. some people seem to think. Well, I th no, I think uh, I think it's in the dictionary as also as tit-bit. Is it but both? You can, say, you can definitely say tidbit. Um, wow. I know a lot of people, I don't know if it's a regional thing, but I know a lot of people who say titbit, and I think it's said by enough people that it's in the dictionary. You know, like a Fitbit tracks your exercise. Yeah. Is that sort of a specialized device for, for tracking how many idiots you've come into contact with that day? Yeah. Your titbit. Your titbit. It's just a wrist mounted computer that tracks your steps and how many idiots you've it's actually, seen. No, it's actually pronounced Fidbit. Oh, Fidbit. Yeah. 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 yeah, fitty cents, fitty cents, <laughs> fitty cents. Yeah. Uh, the last little tittle bittle. Um, PlayStation Five specs expand to ray tracing. Mm. What is ray tracing, Peter? I hear you ask. Well, it's it's used in Adobe Premiere in Adobe After Effects sometimes. Apparently, it's used in Adobe After Premiere After Effect Premiere After Effects sometimes. sometimes. <clears throat> and I'm quoting now. It's the kind of technology used in major Hollywood movies to generate big-budget visual effects. Mm. While this is becoming more common in PCs now, you could be spending upwards of $1,000 to process it. In other words, this is unprecedented new territory for a consumer console. Wired explains why ray tracing... Hang on, sorry, I've read that weird. Wired explains why ray tracing is so important. Oh, God. Are you okay? It's, no, it's so important. Uh, ray tracing's immediate benefits are largely visual because it mimics the way light bounces from object to object in a scene. Mm. Reflective surfaces and refractions through glass or liquid can be rendered much more accurately, even in real time, leading to heightened realism. So basically, this is purely graphical, yeah. and it'll make games look way, way nicer. That's the only time I've really come into contact with ray tracing as a video editor, is when using lights in After Effects. You can, like, set up 3D rooms and put lights in them and make them bounce off, you know, uh, 3D text and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you can uh, choose whether it you, whether it's ray traced or not. Ah. And if it's ray traced, the processing power is like a lot, like the demands are a lot yeah, higher. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not well-versed enough to really know like how much of a step up that's going to be, but it certainly sounds that it, it could be Real good stuff. I've seen a side by side photo. Signed by sign. Oh, I can't. A even signed see. by. Thank side goodness side we're photo. nearly at the close of this, eh? Yeah, I know. Um, a side by side photo of Battlefield Five with ray tracing enabled, and oh. it's basically there's a fire next to a car, and without it on, it's just a fire, and then there's a car that's sort of slightly illuminated, but with ray tracing on, you can see the fire's reflection oh, all the way along the car and in the windows and everything. And like bent round on... Exactly, yeah. In the dints and dents and things. Dindents and dentons. Yeah. Uh, dentists. So, yeah. it's something that would be incredibly labor-intensive to do manually, mm -hmm. and ray tracing allows, but albeit at the cost of great processing power, Yeah developers and and movie special effects experts and peter austins to to 
put these effects into their projects. Well, with great processing power comes great processing responsibility, Ben. <laughs> and do you have any thoughts, wishes, uh, expectations for design of cool. the console and controller um, other than doing an amazing magic trick that you will only be able to see at home if you're watching the video version of this podcast. I've just ray traced. My, that's that's an appropriate use of the term, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. That's just, what you've done there, ray tracing. Maybe ray tracing was inside all of us all along. Yeah. I've just ray traced my script and it's just stood up vertically without me touching it at all. Just to um, bring it back to Star Wars, do you think that's her surname? Ray Trace. Yeah, we've not had her surname re revealed yet. I think she might be Ray Tracy. That's what they're going to release. Yeah, Ray Tracy. She's yeah. the she's the uh, what's the term? Aunt Sally. No, mm. not Aunt Sally. Aunt Sally. What's what? it called? Uh, a, 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 Susan, a Susan Boyle. What's no, it called? she's what? She's a she's the estranged daughter of Dick Tracy. Yeah, legendary Thunderbirds dad. No, that, he's not what. Isn't he? Dick Tracy is not the Thunderbirds. No, not dad. Dick Tracy. Who am I talking <laughs> Dick about? Dick Tracy is that like brightly coloured. <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the guy. Nineteen twenties or something ish era uh, detective from right. the comic books and the film Dick Tracy. Yes, no, you're right. You're Who's thinking the of Tracy, just Tracy Island. Virgil Tracy. Mr. No, he's the he's one of the he's one of the five the Fab Five the Fab Thunderbirds. Um, Mr. He's just Mr. Tracy. Yeah, Tricky Tracy. Uh, I'm thinking of a, a Sue. A, a, a thingy Pseudonym. Sue. No, a thingy Sue. Peggy Sue? No. What are you talking about? What is Ray? She's a thingy Sue. A Peggy Sue? No, it's not a Peggy Sue. Is it not? I don't think so. <laughs> Mary No, I don't know. You, anyway, it might be we, Mary Sue. Tell me about your... Um, tell me about... What Johnny you... Sue. It, you know what? It doesn't matter. What a... What a... What a tangent. <laughs> How did we get here? Tracy Island. Help. Would you have any any console design wishes? Well, I like the controller. I like what they did with it this time. I like the share button. I like the headphone jack. I think as long as those things are on there, then I'll be happy. It's Mary Sue. It's Mary, Mary Sue. Sue. Not Peggy Sue. No. Are you sure? Yeah. You sure it's not Peggy Sue? No, it's not. Um, I don't know what the price will be, but we've spoken a little bit about that. I think this all sounds very promising. It's exactly mm. the kind of stuff that you would expect from the next gen. Uh, interestingly, PlayStation have made their move first. Yeah. Microsoft have announced their digital console and it's had all of its thunder taken away. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if there was a tactical move here, perhaps from some insider information, oh. but it's uh, it's Microsoft's move now. So we'll be able to see what, because presumably it's too late to add features and stuff in now. So if Microsoft have got something far less impressive, they're going to have to get worse. Or far more impressive. It'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. Are you suggesting that someone at Sony may have known that Xbox were about to announce their digital console on the Wednesday and they said, let's get in and announce ours on the Tuesday? I wouldn't be surprised, although I don't imagine that they see their digital Xbox One really as a, as competition at all. For a PS5, no. Not, not, not really. No. But, uh, you know, they, they, you saw the way that they reacted a few E3s ago with the, with the PS4's announcement when Microsoft's disastrous conference yeah. was either the day before or earlier that day, and they said, you know, they just poked fun the whole way through. It's like, can you share your games? Yes. And yeah. there's literally, here's a video we filmed yesterday of us passing a game to each other. You know, yeah. it's, it's it happens. Not necessarily corporate espionage, because that's very serious. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they, they know these things are happening. Yeah. Have you ever um, wondered what the bottom of an avatar shoe looks like? Well, bam. Well, bam. There it is. There it is. What about you? Um, Like designs and stuff. Yeah. You know. What do you want? Um, I don't know. I don't have any, I don't have any strong... I always 
sort of just I, I see I see the latest design. I think that looks nice, but probably just because it's new mm-hmm. and different. And then like it sits on your shelf for uh, you know gathers dust. A couple. Of, well, not it doesn't gather. Well, it does a bit. It does it gets you have dusty. to keep it keep it clean. But after like a month or so, and you've been looking at it, you're like, yeah, it's a console. Like I don't go home it's and look console. at my PS4 now and go, oh. What a good design! What a sexy console! Yeah, I would, I would bed that. I, well, yeah, I would if I if I could, but it's so sharp and pointy. Last thing is launch date. I would make the prediction that we know it's obviously it's not coming out in 2019, as that's been that's been said. Mm-hmm. Um, best time for me, I think, if I was a, a, a money making guy, would be to release it November 2020, because then you get all the Christmas mm-hmm. boys and girls. I would I would agree. I'd say Christmas 2020. Yeah. Do you want to choose a date now, like a specific date, and we'll see who's right next year? Yeah. If okay. it is next year. Um. How about uh November the 20th. November the 20th. 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 When did the PS4 launch? I'm trying to remember. Oh, that. they might be doing. Maybe they'll do some kind of uh, like anniversary date. Is the PS2 20 this year or? No, it's not 20. It's like, it was the anniversary of the, it was like a, an anniversary milestone of the PS2, mm. I think this year. I will say it will release on November mm. the 21st. Oh, you bad man. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just see. Right. I was going to we'll say see. then or after. It's not going to be before then. I wouldn't have thought. Make a note of that in the comments. And I've done it again. If I'm lucky, they might decide just to release it in the summer for some reason, and then I'll win. And then you'll win. You've got, to be fair, you've got the entire got, of 2020. Yeah, true, I've actually. got two months and beyond. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll see who's right. And the loser will shake the other person's we'll hand. buy the other person's PS5 for them. Let's no, not. Let's not we are not on that kind of money. I can't afford one, I don't think. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Well, there we go. That's uh, that's that. That's Please let us know what you make of all this in the comments below. As always, all of the stuff we've discussed this week, we'd like to hear your thoughts. If you want to make it so that we can afford to buy a PS5 in a couple of years' time, one thing that you can do is head to our Patreon, which oh, is yeah. patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. No, it mostly, almost entirely goes into, well, at the moment, it entirely goes into the channel, doesn't it? That, oh, absolutely. Yeah, cash. I mean, we're, we're employed. We're, we're not, employed. We're you employed. Know. But uh, yeah, um, everywhere else we're Team Triple Jump as well on the, the YouTube channel and the twitch.tvs and Twitter mm. and Facebook. Yeah. Um, those are our, our sock meds. The Patreon, the, the, sorry, the podcast is available to listen to at play.acast.com forward slash S forward slash triple jump. Nice. Um, not, not a great URL, but it's okay. Available on other stuff as well. In yeah. fact, we haven't even been saying it, but if you could leave us reviews, we'd really appreciate oh, of it. Course. That would probably help a lot. Um, the website that we have is triple ju.mp triple ju.mup triple ju.mup and if you put a slash shop on the end of that we've got all kinds of merchandise like the mug visible in the video version of this podcast right now as well as the hoodie that I'm wearing and yeah. other things too absolutely yeah and all we've got a discord of stuff as well uh, it's one of our patreon rewards we have an exclusive room for patrons only mm. um, and other rewards include being able to ask questions on the podcast like the james family 
<laughs> and also, uh, yeah. worst games ever, nice and early for you. Mm, What's our schedule, Ben, including worst games ever? Well, before we get to that, I'd also like to, to plug our Instagrams oh, because we've started using our Instagrams a bit more recently. And I feel like we should probably promote those to people who are interested and have Instagram. Mm. You're at that Peter Austin, I am. as you are on Twitter. Mm. I'm at confused underscore dude on Twitter, but somebody took that on Instagram. Oh. So I don't know what that's about, but I am Ben Potter 20, or one word. No um, spaces. Talking of names, you know that you can now change your name on PS4 yeah. and you get one free change. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know why I'm not that Peter Austin. Why did I not go for that? So I tried to change it to that. You're not allowed to have the word Peter anywhere in any name. Really? Because it's a rude word. It's French for fart. To, uh, to fart. Is it really? I don't know if it's like slang French or if it's like common use French. but like That is absurd. So... You have to be because I was like I was going it's also I was trying slang to work for it Willy out. as well. Well, I, yeah, I don't know, but Pete like it was taken. It was like oh, people have used the word Pete. I was like okay, so you can have Pete in there, but all the Peters that were saying this is not available, this is not allowed. That's ridiculous. So there you I, go. I, I did see that, that someone on that I follow on on Twitter called uh, Ant Dickens oh. was not allowed to have his name because it had Dick in it, Poor which Anthony. is just Port Ant's got Dick in it. Yeah, got Dick in him. So that's like. Obviously ridiculous anyway. Mm, ridiculous. 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 But the fact that you can't have a French word for fart. Apparently. And if, if that's truly what that is, then that is ridiculous. Because I ran it through so Google Translate stupid. to see what it... Because it, it's like different languages. That's the thing. Mm. And, uh, but Peter's such a... Like, that's a name in so many languages. I know. In a, the only other language I could find where it means something else is in Afrikaans, it means godfather. Which is not an offensive term, but no. in France apparently it's fart. So, my name is Fart. Ah, <sighs> ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Our our schedule. We have lists every Tuesday and Thursday. Mm. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Been falling behind on that recently, just because we've been busy. You've been away, away and uh, we'll hopefully be returning to normality very soon. Mm. Uh, worst games ever is fortnightly. There's one this week, right? Yeah. If you're a patron. You would have seen that there was a post uh, that went out yes on Good Friday today on good f- on the best Friday the best Friday of it all. made the Friday even better what well, Easter Sunday mm. uh, more like eager Sunday oh. eager to watch that worst games ever yeah we didn't do an Easter themed episode because we didn't plan that far ahead but it will be available for everybody on Sunday essentially the patrons were present at the crucifixion of Christ and the non patrons were only there at the resurrection just to gawp at the what happened afterwards yeah. you know who the, who the true believers Slow. are <laughs> and there's a podcast every there's a Saturday. podcast every Saturday again we're looking at introducing you things very soon so please bear with us we know that uh, some of you have, have just been wonderful and patient and nice and some of you have just been real asses and very demanding but please do understand that there are two of us yeah. doing everything and uh, we are we're very grateful that you've stuck with us through this early early going mm. we've got people starting full time soon we've got people starting freelance soon so yeah. the load will be lifted from our shoulders ever so slightly which means we're able to start diversifying what we're doing and reintroduce some things that you enjoyed in the past and, and we'll maybe have, some new stuff we'll have time for our discord chat as well which yes. is again that's fallen behind and we we're very grateful for those of you who stuck with us supporting us financially while while not receiving that reward yeah um we're going to do two this month we right? are doing two um, this month so we may look at doing that i think we're gonna we should do it next week yeah so we'll do one of them next week and we'll look to do another one at the end of april uh again we'll we'll 
announce all that stuff in uh, in the in the Patreon mm. Patreon 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 dot com forward slash Team Triple Jump. So go there if you if you're looking for information, and we'll try and do it at different times as well to to let as many people as yeah. possible attend. Mm-hmm. That's all, Peter. That's all. I think we're done now. Yeah. It's time to go. It's not time to go home. We've got, we've got so much to do. There's only two of us, Peter. There's so yeah. much to do. Mm. <sighs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank, Thank you. you for watching as well. Mm. Uh, let us know what you thought of today's topics in the comments below. And uh, why not post this video in the podcast subreddit? Yeah. Yeah, you could. Why not? Yeah. I think you should post it in the Mark Cerny subreddit. <laughs> You sound funny, Mark Cerny. Peter, thank you for uh, thank you for coming along today. Thank you for having me along today. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.